Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I'm here with Joe Larkin. What's up? It's me. It's your boy, Jay Lark Vids. We're here. <laughs> Quite a requested interview. Is it? Yeah. Really? I don't know who would want to talk to me, but <laughs> here I am. So you were born in, was it Boca Raton? Or? I was born in Boca Raton, yeah. That's yeah. kind of where I got like my other nickname, Boca Joe. And then, yeah, I was born in Boca, and yeah, I'm a little Florida boy. Yeah. Well, actually, I wasn't born in Boca. I was born in Manhattan. Oh. When I was six, my father bribed me with a pack of Pokemon cards. He goes, listen, I'll get you three of them if you just go to Boca, if you just move with us. And I was like, all right, yeah, like maybe I'll get a Charizard. <laughs> I didn't get a Charizard, but I moved to Florida. It was great. Yeah. I love that he, that he can convince you, but then also you can't just like live you. Yeah. Leave you, I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, so like funny. obviously I was going to go either yeah. way, but like he'd rather me be on board with it than not. You know, like... <laughs> That would have sucked. Yeah. yeah. Was it for his job or? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was his, like, all our family lived there. Like, my grand, my, my mother and father's side of grandparents, like, they all lived there. Because, uh, you know, it's Boca. Everyone's grandparents lived there. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I, I think, I think, like, he was just like, oh, like, my, my dad sold his company. He's like, all right, like, let's, let's go live with the family for a little bit. And so, you know, we went over to Florida, we bought his place, and. Yeah, I don't know, the kind of rest was kind of history. What business was he in at that point? He actually, as you can tell, he owns fitness equipment. Um, <laughs> and so, like, he's still in the fitness equipment, like, game. Uh, and so my whole family's super jacked, and then there's me. Oh, my God. Sits on the couch and plays video games. <laughs> is it, like, a family business? Does your mom help out with his fitness? My mom does, yeah. They're separated now, and she still helps out, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it kind of turns that, like, my dad took the company from, like, Chapter 11 and, like, turned it around. He got, oh, like, wow. South Florida Businessman of the Year. <laughs> and, like, he was super proud of that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I never, I never really wanted to do that. Mm. So, I mean, he wanted me to help, you know, work with him, I guess. But Where did you get your, really yeah. My style. Where did you get a creative side from then? Uh, I don't know. I always like to, like, entertain people. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um... I don't, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say, like, I was naturally, like, creative starting out. But, like, I, I'm, like, super into, like, the practice, 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 like, side of things. Like, the hard work side of things. So, like, I'd say, like, I wasn't, I wasn't gifted with, like, the totally crazy creative side of things. But I was gifted with, like, having a little bit and having the potential to kind of, like, grow my mind and grow, like, you know, what people, I, th- I think people want to see and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense at mm-hmm. all. But yeah. Like, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like really, really worked that stuff and kind of like figured out new techniques. And then I was like, oh, like maybe I could combine this with this, or maybe I can f- combine like this story element with this story element, and this would like make a really cool like you know concise video. How but do you describe yourself back then growing up? I'd say I was like more of a people person. In eighth grade, I was voted most outgoing. Oh which wow! Was, like, <laughs> super tight. I was a prom king nominee in high school. <laughs> Um, I'm still, I'm actually like, my one like biggest regret is not winning prom king. (laughs) Uh, fuck you, Andrew Sokolo, who was my best friend at the time. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, devastating. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, as a person growing up, uh, I, I think like, 
I was kind of like the guy that wasn't in a specific clique, but like I was homies with like everyone and you know, everyone liked me and I don't know, I had a really great experience growing up and throughout middle school and high school, it was just a really fun time. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was so much fun that I didn't get the best grades. But, <laughs> but uh, I was just going to ask if you liked school, I guess you just... No, I loved school. I, yeah. I had no problem like, with school. Were you good at school or you didn't even try? I was not good at school. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wasn't too good at school. I enjoy like finding out how about how like the mind works and like how like my thought process was not necessarily like I wasn't book smart at all. Like my sister like is super book smart. She goes to Washington or American University for law right now. Oh, wow. She had an internship with like the CIA and Guantanamo Division. Like she's like the most book smart person I know, and she's gonna kill it in life. And then me like I don't know. I hate studying. I hate it so much. Um, unless it's something like I'm really into. Yeah. You know? Were you good at like the art subjects then? Uh, I don't know, not really. Yeah. I guess, like, I, c I can't draw. Like, I really can't draw. I'm yeah. really bad at it. My handwriting sucks. Um, my photo, like, composition at first wasn't too good, but it's getting better. Yeah. You know? Again, like, I don't think I was gifted with, like, that, like, wow, like, you should go to art school. Like, mm -hmm. you should do this, you should do that. But what I was, like, I, I just really always loved to entertain people. And, like, that's, like, what I decided, like... My senior year of school, they were like, you know, where do you want to go to school? Like, UCF, FSU, like, all your friends are going there. Like, you should totally go to, like, we, you can go to these schools. I was like, that, that sounds cool, like, but, like, it sounded cool because, like, for the party, you know? It sounded yeah. cool for the fun of it. But, like, I also, like, I felt like I was mature enough at that point to know it's like, all right, like, why waste money like that? Like, why go to school just to, so I could, like live my dream of joining the fraternity and you know partying with the homies like why not like you know you want to entertain people right all you want to do is entertain people that's all it's still to this day it's all i care about as long as i'm entertaining people i'm doing something right so like why not get like a i don't know like a fresh start um or like why not just kind of like jump start your career like a lot of people don't know what they want to do like you know when they're growing up but i knew what i wanted to do i was like i just want to entertain people and i really like movies and tv and I went to school for that. So at Full Sail, did you study that? Yeah, yeah, I went to Full Sail for film. And uh, it was really, I thought it was a great experience. It was expensive, but like it was a really like awesome, awesome experience because like it really taught me like work ethic, which I didn't have before. Because like with studying, like I hated studying. Like I was on the lacrosse team, what I like to do. So I like to go to school, go to lacrosse practice, get Chipotle with my friends, play Call of Duty. And if there's time, I'll do my homework. Like that was literally it. And it was like, Obviously now, like, I know that's so stupid. Like, why would you, like, not prime your future, you know? But, like, at the time, I was like, dude, this is, this is the life. Like, I'm having fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Full Sail taught me kind of, like, the work ethic. Because, like, Full Sail's, like, curriculum is, like, super, super different in the sense where it's not, like, you have, like, hour, two-hour-long classes. Like, each class is four hours long. Um, you probably have two or three of them a day. So you're going to school for, like, 12 hours. And then, like, sometimes you'll have classes at like 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. or like 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. And it's like wild because like, while you know, you're, you're learning about like film and all that stuff and techniques and all that, like you have hands-on training as well. So like they have their own sound stages and they have their own equipment for you to practice on. And like one of our classes was literally like, you would have to make like a video within the class, within the four hours with a you know team of people. And you have to make the video and then everyone would critique it at the end. Even if it was bad, like I'd, they would shit on it, you know? So I thought that was really cool for me because, you know, coming from, you know, sports or whatever in high school, like, I miss, to this day, like, I miss the competitiveness of everything. Like, I love, like, competing. 
hate losing, but like I love like you know like the the feeling you get when you're playing against someone or a team mm-hmm. and like winning and like I think that was cool. So with that, like I kind of took like that drive and I was like, hey, like like let's let's kick these other kids' asses and film, you know, like let's let's make some shit. And then like you know it was cool because I was with like a bunch of my friends and we all got to create together. And I, to this day, that's the coolest thing ever, you know. So. uh but before that, were you already making like short films or like what were you creating? Yeah, I mean, that? sort of. To be honest, I wasn't doing like a ton of it. Um, I guess, and also like, you know, in high school, like I was like definitely like liked overall and all that, but like I was also like kind of like, I don't know, nervous about stuff. Like I wouldn't like, like I didn't like come out of my shell until I'd say like in college. Like I would say like I was still like the shy kind of guy. Like even with girls, like I'd be the guy like people would friend zone. And like you know, I'd be I'd be that guy. Everyone would love me. Like, oh my god, Joe! Like, it's so good to see you. Like, that's it. Like, hey. So yeah, I was definitely I was definitely the guy that you know. Yeah, it was. I had fun. Grew out of my shell in college. Once once I got to college, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, looking back, do you really think that going to college and studying film really helped you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So full sail again. You know, two years. Um, two years of school, and so. After that, like, I moved to L.A. Like, I was, like, I was ready to go. I came out of Full Sail. I had, like, drive. I thought, like, within a year I'm going to be, like, producing TV shows. It's going to be sick. Like, I just know, like, how hard I'm going to work. And uh, I got to TV. Or I got to L.A. You know, I'd broken up with my college girlfriend. So I was like, all right, long distance, like, Florida, L.A. Uh, I broke up with my college girlfriend. None of my friends had really lived in L.A. yet. There was, like, four people, like, tops that I knew in mm-hmm. L.A. And uh, I went to, like, this new city that I would never, like, really been to. And I was like, all right, what next? Like, what now? You know, I got, I got in. <laughs> I was sitting on my, my carpet in my room with my TV, just, like, sitting down. You know, you know how you move in and there's, like, nothing yeah. there. Like, that's what I was doing with, like, a spaghetti, like, bowl that I had made. I was like, all right, like... What do I do now? And, you know, Full Sail is really great with, like, teaching you how to work hard and, you know, be creative. But, like, you, they don't give you anything. Like, I came out of here, I came out here with no connections, like, whatsoever. Like, none of my family has connections. My friends don't have connections. Like, Full Sail wouldn't give me connections. And I, it took me, dude, like, my first three months out here were the worst time. It was literally the worst, most depressing time of my life. Um, I wasn't getting any job hitbacks. Um, I wasn't working on anything. I was trying. I was sending probably like 70 emails a day to like prospective like clients, like following up with people. Um, and what did your just, parents think of the whole thing? Uh, I mean, my parents are always supportive of what They're, I do. That, yeah, because they, cool. they know they know if I'm like if I'm really into something, like I'm I'm into something, like it's gonna happen. Um, so yeah, I mean they they actually they were super cool. They were like, for your first year, we're gonna pay your rent. We do it, so you don't have to worry about Whoa. that. Which is like, thank God. Wow. Yeah. Like that honestly, like if that didn't happen, like I probably would have left within six months. Like it would have been really, really bad. Um but yeah, so I had thankfully I had that security there. Um so I was still, you know, sending emails. I got this hit for like an internship with like this dance music company. Dance like it's like a dancer, like I don't know, I can't, I can't explain it. Like they represent dancers like on mm-hmm. T V. And so I did that. So it was the worst experience of my life. Really? Why? Yeah, probably, probably emailed me about this, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, there, there was just, uh, I think, I think they, they tried to get, you know, I think they tried to get people, 
a little too early, like before they really, really, you know, did really well. So there wasn't a ton, ton of me to do. And then like one of the partners, like I just didn't get along with, like I didn't agree mm. with any of his principles. Like I was just like, and also like, I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't in TV or like movies. Like it's not, it's not what I wanted to do, but like it was something in entertainment. I was like, wow, like, okay, cool. This is my end. Like I really want to do this. Like yeah. this is my end to entertainment. Like, holy shit. Actually, what did, what like TVs and movies you liked watching up that you like aspired to be in that Comics. scene? Oh. Yeah. Like, did you actually ever consider like acting? Uh, yeah. I like I you have like combo of everything. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I considered it back back when I was in like middle school. I would I would act for sure. Um, and like you know when I went to summer camp, like I would act in my plays and all that. But like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought about it for sure. But I think at that time when I was really thinking about it, like I was still like kind of in my shell where I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. can I really perform on camera? Can I not? And it was. I don't know, I was kind of, like, iffy about it, and then I also, like, really like the creative side of things. Like, with acting, like, acting is super cool and creative, but, like, you really don't, like, create, like, the movie. You know, you, like, you don't create, like, you don't produce, like, what's happening. Like, you don't, <laughs> you kind of, like, recite lines and, like, put your flair on it, which is totally cool. Um, but I think I wanted to do some, some stuff in the back yeah. end of it, you know? What comedies were you watching? Like, anything Seth Rogen, like, old yeah. school. Like, like, honestly, like, if I could create old school, like cool I'm done like that's what I want to do you know it's like some people are like I want to create the dark knight I want to mm -hmm. be like Christopher Nolan I want to be like Martin Scorsese even like no I'm like if I can create old school like that's <laughs> that's it if I can be like Judge Ap Judd, Judd Apatow like cool like that'd be that'd be the life you know um or like if I could create like Blue Mountain State like I don't know if you ever seen it but like it's like this like rowdy college football like TV series that like did really well and I was like that is <laughs> that right there is like what I want to be doing. <laughs> After that, I got an internship with Dick Clark Productions, which I was like I, I mean I had after that like I was really like day playing on like TV shows and day playing basically means like you would come for like a day or two and like help out when they needed help and stuff like that. How did it's you like, even oh you just sent emails and they just Yeah, yeah. Like yeah eventually, you know, yeah. you send enough emails and someone recognized the emails like, alright, I'll give this kid a shot, you know? <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, so I was day playing on TV shows. Uh, and it was cool because you, I would work on like really, really like cool, like cool stuff like on NBC and all that. I'd, like work on like X Factor and like Catfish and uh, you know a bunch of bunch of cool TV shows, some stuff on MTV and some casting stuff. Um, and then I kind of got an internship with Dick Clark. I was like, all right, I'll put that on hold because like Dick Clark Productions, they produce the American Music Awards, the Golden Globes. Um, basically, they have a hand in like anything like big award shows like they they're one of their biggest producers of it um so i thought that was really cool i was like all right cool like i can walk into a corporate office like this is something i haven't done before but uh they have a hand in everything so like you know if i really grow if i grow within there you know maybe maybe there's something there i'll mm -hmm. give it a shot right and so that was really cool i did that probably on and off for like a year and then i did yeah i helped out with like office coordination and then they put me they like recommended me for a position at another company and I signed an NBA so I can't say the company but I went over there to be an executive assistant and it was the worst or second second assistant to the CEO and it was the worst experience of my life like it made me want to quit LA quit TV as a whole like what about it it was just uh you know it's I, I had never done executive assistant other than like, you know, when I was an intern, like, they would be like, oh, like, at Dick Clark, they would be like, oh, like, you know, Alan Shapiro, the CEO, needs someone to, like, watch his desk for, like, three hours while, like, his real executive assistant goes to eat lunch and go to a meeting, you know? So, like, I would do that, and, like, 
that stuff's easy. Like I don't, you know, I can I can roll calls and you know put things in a calendar and all that. Like that's you know that's cake. But uh, when I really got into like that full time thing with this with this company, the actual executive assistant took like three weeks off. Like literally like three days into like when I first started and kind of put me on with everything and like there was like this CEO he hated me like so much and uh it was like you know and I I I didn't think the world of him either you know but like he just expected me to know everything that his executive assistant knew and like like the workflow of her like how she puts things in the calendar how this happens how that happens how to pronounce names right um and just you know it's just like for me, like, I don't know if you can tell by the way you talk, like, I just kind of, kind of talk, like, just, like, normal, but, like, I kind of, I don't talk, like, professional, like, hey, like, how are you, this is, you know, and I think that's what he really wanted, mm-hmm. and, like, me, I'd be, like, you know, I don't know, I, I thought I did fine, but there'd be, like, times where I'd be, like, hey, this is Joseph Larkin calling from so-and-so's office, just wanted to know if so-and-so's available, um, you know, let me know, and he would be, like, no, that's all wrong, like, you're not having a conversation with them. You're, you, you know, with the other executive. You're not having a conversation with them. Like, you just need to get to the point. They don't have time for that. And I was like, I mean, okay. So, like, yeah. the next call, I'd be like, hey, this is Joe from so-and-so. Is so-and-so available? And he was like, no, you have to be more personal about it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, like, know what, you mean. what the I hell do you want happens. from me? Like, what do you want? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, <laughs> dude? Um, but this guy was, like, super big in the industry, like, at that company, like, some of the companies I'm working for, like literally, like the biggest, biggest companies you could pop. I, I wish I did sign an NBA so I could say, but like, you know, creatively, some of the biggest, like music companies, telephone companies, like anything, like they had their hand in a lot of stuff. It was a marketing company. Um, so I was really, really excited, like about that opportunity. I was like, wow, like this is sick. And it, you know, it just didn't work out. I was really sad. You know, um, I, I'd say I more got fired than it was more mutual. But it was definitely mutual, but, like, you know, they were the first ones to say, like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to let you go after, like, when she got back. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of, I was pissed off. I was like, dude, like, why would you just put me, like, in that position, you know, and with no experience other than an internship for, like, a big, big company, why would you do that? Like, it made me just, like, hate the industry at first. And, like, I was, I was bummed. Like, I was crying. Like, I was mm-hmm. just, like, I called my dad. I was like, I don't know what I want to do, man. Like. Uh, like it's so frustrating like I've been trying so hard and at that time it was like a year and a half into into you know me working and then my roommate who's been my roommate since college Gavin um, he he was he had been working at X Factor for a while the TV show back like the singing competition mm-hmm. show and uh, he was like dude just come day play on X Factor for a little bit you know get your mind off of it because I took a week off you know I went to Santa Barbara and I you know rented a room with four seasons and I just like chilled so that was nice but like um yeah he was like dude come to x-factor just work you know we might need more people you know for for more like bigger rooms or bigger roles and i was like all right cool like i'll go i'll go work at x-factor um and then i worked at x-factor they liked me so i worked at x-factor as like a production assistant for like six months or three to six months i'd say until the season ended and uh from there like i had started like that was, you know, three or four days a week. So I had, like, another, another you know, three or three to four days to really, you know, day play and other stuff. And then I started, I started like, getting really into it. And then uh, I replied to a staff a posting on this uh, website called Staff Me Up. And it was for this, this job called American Ninja Warrior, this TV show. And uh, 
yeah, I, I hit them up um, for like a day play role again because that's just what I was doing at the time. This is like 2011 or 12, mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, yeah, I, I got a, I got a reply. I met I met the guy at their office, which was like really close to my house or my apartment, and uh, we vibed really well. He gave me the gig. And then I did a really good job. Like, I was really personable about it. Like, pers- I had, like, a lot of personality with him. We meshed well. I worked my ass off. And, uh, yeah, uh, like, six months after that job, he hit me back up. He was like, hey, you know, we need we need some help in the casting department, which he worked at. Like, do you want to come, like, for the season? Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. Like, hell yeah. Like, this is <laughs> awesome, you know? Um, so it was my first, like, well, that wasn't, like, my first, like, actual, like, full season run. But, like, that was the first one where I was really stoked on it because, like, Ninja Warrior had just moved to NBC at the time, and it was, like, really, really gaining, like, a lot of, like, momentum. And I was like, mm-hmm. cool, like, this is, like, I believe in it. It's like, this is going to be a hit TV show. I'm telling you by the next season, you know, yeah. it's going to be huge. Um, and so I worked my way up from casting assistant to associate casting producer, um, you know, as I, as I went. And I did that for, like, I think it was three seasons or, like, two and a half seasons. And then, uh, and then yeah, yeah, it was really, really cool because, like, while I was there, like, the show got Emmy nominated, um, it was on NBC, like, it was one of the top-rated shows on NBC, and it was, like, it was wild, because, like, everyone would, like, hit me up and be like, dude, like, saw your TV show on the, you know, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. I would help cast, like, the people, so, like, I felt like I had, like, a direct hand in, like, you know, really molding how the show was gonna go, like, finding the stories and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, Um, because a lot of people would apply, and, like, what what my job was is, like, I look at their application, look at their application video, make like a one sheet with like bullet points of like what I like about them. And then like the story of like what they are. Cause like in TV, everyone needs a story. doesn't matter how jacked, like how, how like insanely good you are at the course. If you don't have a story, you're not getting the show. Cause it's just TV at the end of the day. Um, so I would like help like, you know, make, make that. And then we pitch it to the executive producers and the executive producers would ultimately choose. But I thought it was really cool. Cause you know, I got to, it was like, it was like, I don't know, it was yeah. like finding these guys and then seeing them run the course and like seeing someone on a piece of paper, you know, win something, you know, on the TV show and how stoked they were mm-hmm. and seeing, you know, their application video from the start was wild to me. I thought that was so cool. And then how did you get into more of the dance music? Uh, so yeah, I got into dance music. I was working the TV jobs and then I was every, every single Friday I was going to control at Avalon. And it was the coolest thing of my life. Like, that's how I would decompress, because, like, TV was 12 to 14 hours a day. And then I would decompress. I would just go to these shows. Like, I'd be the guy starting the mosh pit with my friend James. And, you know, one day, we were just, like, we would see, like, a, a photographer and a videographer with everyone. And we were like, hey, like, this could be fun. Like, it's a hobby. Like, we can't do this full time. Like, because fun is a hobby. We should try this. Like, let's just try it. Were you also, like, listening to EDM for, like, a long time? Yeah, that. my friend Ryan, like, back in, like, 2008, I want to say, like, introduced me to, like, Dead Mouse and, like, Gasafelstein at the time, and, like, I was, like, I thought it was cool, but I didn't think it was that cool, but back in college, there, in Orlando, there was a club called Roxy, Takeover Tuesdays, and that's where I really got into bass. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I listened to it, I guess, like, heavily listened to it since 2010, mm-hmm. knew about it a couple years before, but really got into the 2010, yeah. more for the party side, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so me and, me, me and my friend James, all right, let's try it out. So we sent a bunch of messages to people. It's probably like 2013, like, 14, something like that. Late 2013. And uh, sent messages to a lot of people. Got some hitbacks from like Loud Pack, like Anna Leno, 
party favor, Heroes and Villains at the time. And uh, yeah, we were like super stoked on it. Did you already have a, like a portfolio at this point? No, I had nothing. So I relied on my friend James, who did have a portfolio. Oh. And I was like, dude, I will take care of a lot of the business side. I will be your second shooter. Like, let's just start doing this. We'll get into the industry, right? And so we kind of worked together for like a year while I learned camera stuff and I kind of got the gigs for us. Um, and then I kind of like, he was just like, all right, I'm going to kind of want to still direct music videos. Like, I, this isn't like, this is still more of a hobby for me. But for me, this was so cool because I love dance music so much. So I was like, yeah, it's still a hobby for me, but like, I'm going to still do this. Like, you can, you can veer off on your own path. That's totally cool, you know? But like, he kind of taught me everything. And once I felt comfortable, I kind of went on my own. And then, yeah, we did that for like a year. We got some hits. Like, my first gig ever was like EDC Vegas 2014, which is like, Super crazy to me because it's such a big festival. Oh, who are you shooting for? Party Favor and Pixel Boys. Oh, was it actually difficult? Something I asked a lot of like videographers, photographers, like going from like doing stuff for free and then actually requesting like I actually really need to get paid. Yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. Like I remember like when I was doing videos for like fifty dollars. Like it's and I, I was super stoked on it. Like it, remember it was my hobby at the time. I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, holy shit, holy. Holy crap, I paid for it, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a certain point, and I think in everyone's career where it's like, okay, cool, like, are you serious about this? One, yes. Do you want to do this as a job? Two, yes. And like, are you willing to like really like know your value as a, as a media professional? And there, <clears throat> there just comes a point where you have to say no to stuff. You know, I started saying no to a lot of people, and uh, I remember like managers, you know, I would I would do stuff for like 200 bucks at one time and then like, you know, say my rate was 500 at that time, you know, they would they would come back and be like, "Hey dude, like you want to go you want to go to Toronto and shoot this show?" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, totally." It's like, "Cool, you're still down for $200." And I was like, "No, I'm not." Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I need this now. And like the problem the problem with taking smaller gigs like that is that people know now that like you you have accepted that rate before. People know you've accepted that rate before, so they're not going to give you, you know, the, the the money that you want now. So you have to know your value because, like, basically, the managers know you, they can get you for this rate. So why would they pay you double or three yeah. times what you are now, you know? So that's kind of like the take back of working for cheap. But also, like, if you're starting out, like, you know, no one's going to pay you $1,000 if you're just starting out. Like, they don't know who you are, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's... It's a really tough thing. I think as you gain more experience, you just that's just one of the things you have to start doing. Like for me now, like I've gotten offers from some of the top artists like in bass music or in dance music in general. And like but like the rates just aren't there and it's really not worth it for me because this is my full-time thing. This is what I do for a living, you know? And even now like, you know, some of my what I what I call my homies like their managers will ask for the homie rate and I'm like at this point I'm like dude homie rates go both ways like I've been doing this for you guys like I've done homie mm, rates for you guys so already true. you know like I've done a couple of gigs for that rate before so where where's yeah. where's, where's my homie rate you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah I love that it's like I, listen I I'm in the back end for a, you know a bunch of DJs like I know how much these guys make like when when they say it's not in the budget that's bullshit okay like yeah yes it is like you know, I, I might have not seen your, you know, what you guys get, but I've seen people on your level, what they get, and it's just like, dude, like, yeah, I get you're trying to save money, but at the same time, like, this is, this is what it costs for really great content. And then was it just from, like, word of mouth that you were able to book more and more stuff for all these? Yeah, like, you know, with, with, like, 
with what I do, it's, I wouldn't say I'm like the best videographer in the world. Like I wouldn't say I'm the best photographer in the world, but I'm fun to tour with. I think, I think, I think with anything like you, yeah, it was word of mouth because people were like, wow, like Joe is not to float my own boat, <laughs> but like Joe's so fun to be around. Like Joe knows his stuff. Like Joe's not weird to tour with. Like, you know, Joe's a really, really great guy. And like, on top of that, like he does really good videos and photos. Like this is like, this would really work out, you know? And so word of mouth kind of guy like that because I would meet people in the scene and I would vibe with them. And uh, yeah, it would just like start, they would just be like, oh, like dude, like who, who are we gonna bring for this tour? Like, let's bring Joe, you mm -hmm. know? So yeah, it was definitely word of mouth. Um, I started, when I started doing this, like basing really hadn't popped, popped yet. Like with, with a lot of the artists I worked with, like with Party Favor, the first gig I did was UC Vegas, but it was, uh, you know, seven up stage. Like he wasn't like playing like any like big stages yet. When West Cartel, I did like this one-off like show that they were just doing like for exposure. You know, I just went with them down to San Diego with Nightmare, you know, I did his first ever video because his manager, Will, was like, yo, this guy's going to pop, like, I'm telling you. And, like, I originally, I didn't want to do it because, like, <laughs> Grand Theft had asked me to shoot Ultra that same day. And I was like, dude, oh like, uh, but I committed to, to Nightmare and, you know, Will. And so I did it. And, uh, you know, me and Tyler vibed out really well. And we're great friends now. We've literally traveled the world together, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles together. So it's been... That worked out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did you um, go from that to more of the tour managing aspect? So my friend Jen Stein, who worked at Red Light Management at the time, she she hit me up and she's like, Joe, I see what you're doing. I know you're not an idiot. Uh, she goes, I know you're not an idiot. Like, I have this guy, uh, this guy Cedric Gervais, and he needs like a TM photo. And, you know, I think you can handle it. She, That's all she said. And, uh... I was like, yeah, like, cool. Like, this sounds fun. Like, I'm really nervous right now because I've never TM'd like, mm -hmm. in my life. Or, like, I guess, like, road managed. Like, I don't yeah. even know what to call what I do. But, like, so I did it. Um, what year was this? Or how long ago? 2015, maybe? Mm -hmm. And uh, I did it. Me and Cedric vibed really well. Um, and I TM'd him for, like, a year. And then from there, like, people, you know, word of mouth kind of grew again. And uh, word of mouth kind of grew again, and people like like realized like, okay, cool, like Joe's doing this for this guy. Can he do it for my artist? You know, and this is at the time where it's like people were making money, but people were making so much money, and also people want to save money that like, why bring a TM yeah, I was just and a photographer say, yeah. when I can charge seventy five percent more, and you're still saving money because that's one yeah. less hotel room, that's, that's so two smart. less flights, you know, that's yeah. two everything, and like. You know, for club shows, for like bus tours and stuff like that, absolutely, like separate that. You need designated people for big shows for sure. But for club shows where you're playing, you know, a thousand people, tops, like, what do you what do you need? Like an extra guy on the road to like make sure that the cars are on, the car, you know, is on, <laughs> on schedule and stuff like that. You know, anything production involved, you definitely need someone, mm -hmm. you know, that knows their stuff. Or like, at least someone experienced. Like now, yeah, I feel like I'm more experienced now. Mm -hmm. Like before, I couldn't handle it, but... But yeah, so it was just it just made sense at the time, you know? And so, yeah, I did that, and then I went on tour with Nightmare for a lot of stuff, and then I did some party favorite stuff, and then I did that for like a year, and then A-Tracks team hit me up, and they were like, yo, or no, I did the What's So Not bus tour as just a videographer, and his manager reached out to me for A-Track, 
and he was like, we need someone for these dates. Um, you know, he's looking, he's looking for someone. It's like, cool, I'll do that. And then I started, you know, really, really advancing shows as well. And advancing is basically like the pre-production of the show. Like, you, you liaison with the club and the promoters, making sure that everything runs right. You know, what I was doing before was basically like the management would like advance the show and then they would give me like, kind of like a date sheet of what I, who I need to call, who I need uh. to contact, stuff like that. But now what I was doing, was like this is what, where actual like TMing comes in, I started advancing the show, so I would figure out who I need to talk to, I would need to figure out when the car is going to be here, I would need to figure out, you know, if we're going to do production, all that stuff. So that was like a big step up for me because, oh, that's what Getter did, right? Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Someone has you, to Tanner. put those two together, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh then, uh, and then, yeah, so I started doing that. It worked out. You know, there was definitely some kinks that I needed to really wear out, and then... I had, but but then I like I gained that skill set, mm -hmm. and so I started advancing for a lot of people. Is this something that you see yourself doing for like years to come, or do you have other like uh, plans or projects coming up? Yeah, for for a couple of years, yeah, I think so. Um, me and this other videographer, Winter Alter, just started a creative company, and what we're what we're doing right now is we're putting. The t we get a lot of requests for for us, and we can't do all of them because we're just so busy. So we're putting people that we believe in on tour, but we're doing it through our company so we can kind of control the creative content coming out. And then we're also like, we're gonna be doing a lot more, I guess, creative consulting, kind of like making cool like imagery for for different artists. And we kind of want to be like one big like brand or big like agency where you can come to us and we'll make sure that everything is taken care of for you. Not just on the media side, but you know, more on, you know, maybe the visual side or production side or, that's in the long run, but right now we're just kind of doing like creative stuff together. Yeah. And, uh, so far, it's been it's been really really good. Like we've been, probably been like doing it for a month, and we've just gotten so oh, many wow. hits. Yeah. So we're we're yeah we just got so many hits. So we're super excited about like the opportunity and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still focused on like dance music, or do you want to spread out to other genres? No, I'm, I want to do everything. Yeah. Um, you know, touring touring is great, and I really really enjoy it, and I love it. But uh, you know, I don't want to be 35 and still touring you know that's not what I want to do I still want to be entertaining for sure um, yeah I still want to be entertaining for sure um, but I want to be doing it on more of a producing side like I want to produce I still want to produce I've always I still want to produce TV shows and all that stuff mm -hmm. um, so if I can get back into that somehow that'd be awesome but the experience that I have with touring is just like you really can't you can't even explain it it's like it's just so I'm so appreciative and I love it and I love the places I've been like you know, who can say they've they've done, you know, what I have unless they're touring. Like, it's just, like, wild the places I've been. Yeah. yeah. How do you think the style of your photos and videos have changed since you started? Um, it depends from artist to artist. I was definitely really bad. Like, I'll send you one of my videos after this. Like, it was just, I was so bad. Um, yeah, it did not come naturally to me. But I worked my ass off. I got, I got into, like, this creative mindset where it's like, all right, cool, like, I think with me, like, I'm less on, like, the glitchy, like, cool, like, travel, adventure, like, push-ins, push-out transitions, like, yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm less about, like, the push-in, push-out transitions, glitchy stuff. I'm more about telling a story and having visuals that kind of, like, flow together rather than, I think, I, I don't know, I think a lot of people are just kind of missing the point of storytelling nowadays, whereas I, like, I keep true to that, even if it means, like, my videos aren't going to be as, like technologically advanced like and everything like 
you're gonna come out of my videos and you're gonna you're gonna see a story of you know what what I've experienced and like what what the video is trying to correlate. I don't know. Do people like actually would that like come up to you and be like, I want this type of video, or do yeah. they like just expect you to like know already your style, what you're gonna have, or do they like okay, actually like I want yeah, you to copy I mean, this. Yeah, people people have done all that. Usually, when people want me to copy something that I think is out of my skill set, I will literally tell them and be like, "Listen, I, I, you know, I can do something similar, but, you know, you look at Winter Alter. Winter Alter tells a story, but he also does these crazy, crazy, like technologically advanced, like color correction and transitions and just like SFX, and it's like crazy. And like, I'm I'm not advancing that as advanced in that kind of stuff. So like, I'll literally tell him, be like, "Listen, you know, Winter Alter." has or any any videographer in general like that does that i was like these guys have been doing this for so long like that's a little out of my skill set you know i can do this for you where i think would be really cool but you know if if you really set on this then you know i i want to give 100 percent instead of anything i do so i don't want to half-ass anything so if i have to learn how to do something or like i'm happy to learn but like i want them to get the best video possible if i don't think i'm the right person for it i will literally tell them that and be like but i have this guy who, who might be good for it mm -hmm. um because I, I want people to come out of anything that you're really, really happy. Like, I don't want to just take a gig, just take a gig. I want to take a gig because it works out for both me and the artist, and I want the artist to be happy. But What's yeah. your uh, gear setup like now? I got a Sony A7S II, which is my baby. Um, I have all Canon L-series lenses. I use a Metabones adapter to connect that. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, my B camera is like a Canon 60, which I really don't use too much anymore. And then I use Adobe Premiere to edit. Adobe Lightroom for my photos, and then, uh, yeah, my mind for creativity. How do you think you've grown as a person since when you started? Um, I kind of started this as a hobby again, and I was still, you know, 21 or 22 at the time, so I was still like a really big partier. And so I think, I think I got a really negative stigma at first. Not a negative stigma, but I think I got, I think I had a little too much fun. We're like, I don't do drugs, but I really enjoy drinking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would party really, really hard. You know, I would get really, really drunk when I first started. And then when I really wanted to start doing this seriously, I kind of like, it's like, all right, like, I need to kind of, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. Like, this is, this is, people are paying me to do this, you know? Like, so I think as a person, I've kind of definitely matured where it's like, I, I need to be a lot more responsible, or I have been, you know, I've started to be a lot more responsible in, to what I do and like really, really care, like, when people fly me out to different countries and all that, because like, People fly me out to Asia, like that's like, plus with all the cities, that's like five or six thousand dollars minimum that they're spending yeah. on me just to have me out. So what kind of person am I if I just drink every show and take half-ass pictures and stuff like that just for a fun experience? Like, that's BS. Like, no way. Like, if they're gonna invest the time in me, I'm gonna invest the time in them. Like, so I think I've grown really just to be more responsible in that aspect and just kind of know like, I I my values are like. My priorities have changed where it's like, I want to make the best videos possible now. I, I wake up during sunrise in almost every city I'm in with my drone, and I bring the drone up, get the sunrise in like a cool location, so nice. get B-roll. Oh, this is, and that's my favorite part of touring, waking up. Like, it doesn't matter, like, even if we have a show that ends at 4 a.m., like, I'm up at 6.30, like, doing this. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's super cool. So I think I'm going to start making videos kind of like... Not travel adventure videos, but like just videos for myself that can really like showcase like my favorite shots and yeah, people want to watch they can watch, but I'm kind of doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> what does success look like to you? Success looks like to me 
Um, I would say success is being happy in what you do and being totally okay with what you do, no matter how much money you make, or no matter like what other people are doing in that same career. Um, I think a lot of people get caught up in you know, what other people are doing or how good someone else is or you know, why can't I be like this? And I don't know, that's just, you're unsuccessful if you mm -hmm. think that way. Yeah. Um, if you're really, really stoked on what you do and really, really happy, like, and yeah, I mean, you're making money, like, you're pretty successful in my eyes. I mm -hmm. respect you a lot more if you're, like, if you're, like, super stoked on everything mm -hmm. you're doing. Yeah. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? You know, it's, it's funny because, like, I'm always, like, I'm always doing the cameras and doing the pictures and stuff like that. So, I mean, if I think I can make, like, really cool, memorable videos like that, That'd be, at this point in my life, you know, I think that'd be really cool. Like, if I died tomorrow, you know, mm -hmm. I think the videos I made would be super cool. Um, I want, I don't know, I I want people to remember, like, really cool experience they have with me, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just like, like, you know, I don't know, people are like, oh, like, Joe, like, remember that one time we were in Bali and we were doing this? Or, like, that one time in Fiji we were like, this happened, you know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, being remembered would be cool, but, like, that's not... I haven't really thought of that because like it's not really a priority of mine. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, that was thank awesome. you. This is great. Oh, bye guys. <laughs>